Hey everyone, it's James here. Just before we kick off, it would be absolutely amazing if you guys could do us a massive favor by going to Spotify and rating us not three, not four, but five stars and hitting the bell so that you get notified when we release one of our awesome episodes. You can also follow us on Instagram at the pitch report underscore pod. So if you could do that, that would be a massive help. Hope you enjoy the episode. Happy listening. Let's go. An excellent double hundred from Ben Dunk. That's a tremendous stuff. He touches the air and rightly so. Richard Chickley with a magnificent ovation. He's got enough on that. That's the beauty of North Sydney Oval. Welcome back, everyone, to the Pitch Report. My name is James Barham here with Stephen Kelly, and today we're going to be discussing Queensland and how they're shaping up for 2023-24. Steve, they had a bit of an average year last year, didn't they? They were really disappointing, to be honest. Like, I think we, we talked about them before in our preview last year, and we sort of talked about how we felt like they could be challenging WA in both competitions, really. Yep. Uh, and in the end, they sort of just luffed their lines. Really, they just they just were there. They made up the numbers, and they were incredibly disappointing. Really, like I yeah, I expect more from them, and I think they'll. Uh, uh, will they be better this year? Let's hope so. I think so. I think there was really one issue, and it's an issue that they've had for a few years now. Is like they still managed to put runs on the board, but a lot of the time their top order just didn't fire as they would have wanted them to. Like a lot of the time they were leaving most of the run scoring to Jimmy Pearson or Michael Neeser in sort of the, the middle order, lower order. Um, they were still putting like 300 on the board in, in innings that they did that. But if they can get that top order firing, then yeah, they can actually take on Western Australia, I think, because their bowling is one of the best in the competition. Steckity, Neeser, Kuhneman now, uh, whether Swepson gets back in, I don't know. We'll discuss that later. Um, mm. And then whoever's playing that third role, uh, whether it's Sandu, Bartlett. So it's that top order issue. If they can get that right, then I think they're going to go a long way. I think I think also it's a depth issue because they just, when when their, when their stars leave, they just don't have, they don't have replacements really. They sort of, they just play guys who have, to be fair, have probably performed quite well in club cricket, but, or premier cricket, I should say, but they just haven't, they just don't really translate as well over yeah. to um, more advanced sort of game style and all all the higher pressure situations. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's fair because they have often had guys unavailable like Manus and uh, Kawaja playing for Australia. So they've had to try and plug holes in that top order for a little while. But I think now they've got a little bit of depth or they've had guys come through that can finally sort of come in and play a role. Uh the big one this season, Ben McDermott, returning to his home state. That's a massive move for them. And if he can get going and get back to his best, then he slots perfectly straight back into that side. Uh, going out for them in the offseason was Sam Hazlitt. It raised a few eyebrows, I think. Um, his form in the one-day cup was good, as it has been in the past few seasons. But I think they sort of just lost patience with him uh, in the Sheffield Shield. Just hasn't been able to cut it. I think he's about 27, 28 now. Uh, Kane Richardson joins him, isn't on the contract list this season. I'm not sure if he's going to play much for Queensland after relocating last year. I think he's going to be a, a T20 circuit kind of guy now. Um, Sam Trelloff, probably a little bit surprising, honestly. I thought he was actually okay last year when they were struggling in the top order, but I think he'll play a few games still, even if he's uncontracted. So uh, what do you make of their off-season, Steve? Well, I like the acquisition of Ben McDermott. I... I came up with that before it was actually a thing. 
I mean, yeah, did I? I don't know. I'll take credit for it. But uh, yeah, so I think I think that's a win-win for both of them as long as he plays well. Uh, and then sort of the, the moves that they've made, it sort of suggests that they want to move forward and they don't want to keep relying on the guys who sort of haven't been getting it done. So I think, you know, uh, whether it'll work out for them, I'm not 100%. Like, I'm not... I don't really... After last year, I'm sort of... I don't really want to trust them. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, they'll give themselves a chance. I'm really not all in on them, though, to be honest. No, that's fair. Like, it's justified that you're not all in on them because, yeah, they just, again, haven't been able to meet the expectations that have been set for them in the past few seasons. Like, I think after winning that Shield a a few seasons ago, I think they really should be contending every year with the the quality of their starting eleven. Um, obviously, they're going to lose guys. Manus and Kawadra will be playing for Australia Test cricket. I don't think they're actually going to lose too much over the World Cup because I don't think if Manus, I don't think Manus is in the squad. Last time I checked, I've, yeah, he's not at the moment. They think, might bring it. They he might be there for like um, as, a as a reserve. Yeah. yeah, and also depends on how Travis Head's hand is as well. If if that's busted, that's true, yeah. then they'll they'll just straight swap probably. Yeah, exactly. But again, it's probably only going to be Manus. I think Kawadra will be available for pretty much the whole first half of the domestic season. So um, they're going to have a pretty strong side at the start of the season. So if they can get onto a, a good run leading into the BBL break, then I think they'll definitely have a good crack at contending in both competitions. Because I think they're, again, on paper, really, really, really strong, especially in comparison to other states. All right, we'll move on. Where they'll finish, Steve? Yeah, I think I think in the Shield... I think it'll be the similar to last year, to be honest. Maybe I can't remember where they actually ended up finishing last year. They might have finished. Were they in the bottom two bottom last third. year? Last year they were third. They were, th- were they really? Third in the shield and fourth in the one day cup. Wow. Right. And so they really missed the shield final. Like they actually probably should have made the shield final, but Victoria yeah, right. had a big run at the end of the season and beating them as well. Um, and obviously they had that game against New South Wales where they got absolutely screwed by uh, the bad light decision, which they were almost certainly going to win and then got called off. So I think they'll consider themselves a bit unlucky. So they almost probably should or could or would have made the shield final last year. But Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe they, like, I suppose their bowling is probably what might keep them in. Uh, in contention for me, but personally, I just don't. I don't see them going as well. Then I think that they'll finish around fourth. To be honest, I just don't. I'm not sure why. I just don't really. I don't see it with Queensland at the moment. Mm, I just don't. Enough. I had them sort of upper mid table. I think. I think they'll be around third. Uh, I don't think they're ready to make a shield final yet. I think they'll sort. Of, they'll be a little bit better than last season, but not significantly better. And I don't think it'll be enough to propel them into that that second spot or even top spot. One day cup, I think they'll challenge. I think it's a really, it's an interesting situation because I think they're going to have a, a bit of a makeshift side at side at times in the, the one day cup, but I think they'll finish second. I think they'll make it to the final, but they'll lose to WA as you predicted in the last episode. <laughs> I don't think they'll be there, but WA will, as I said, but yeah, I think, I think uh, honestly, I actually think they'll, They'll drop off even more in the one-day cup. You think? Uh, yeah, I think they'll finish, I'm going to say fifth. Yeah, predicting the one-day cup's often like a little bit hard to do because obviously yeah, last season yeah. I thought 
South Australia were going to be dead last and they end up finishing second. Victoria didn't think they were going to be any good and they ended up finishing third. So it, it could be, it's a mixed bag really. But I think like on paper, what I've got as their 11 or at least their, their top seven is really, really solid. Like I've got McDermott opening with Josh Brown. He's uncontracted, but he's showed himself, um, well, showed his worth in the, the big bash, uh, sort of exploded onto the scene. And I think he's going to be a real good player for them in the one-day cup. Jack Clayton, I think, is an absolute gun. Uh, Matt Renshaw is arguably their most important player in that side now. Uh, he's become a really, really good white ball cricketer. Max Bryant's sort of... He's become a really solid middle-order player last season. Uh, he came in sort of halfway through and he had a really good Premier Cricket season and then came in and sort of translated over to the Queensland setup. And now I think he should be in there all season if he keeps it up. Then obviously Jimmy Pearson and Michael Neeser. So I think it's... It's a good side if you throw Kawaja in there even. It's even better. So, look, yeah. I think they can definitely do it. I think there's potential there. So, I don't know. I could be very wrong, though. They could end up finishing last. We'll see how we go in our season review. <laughs> <laughs> Players to watch, Steve. I know who I'm doing. It's Jack Clayton. I mentioned him just before. He's an absolute gun, Steve. I don't think many people are taking notice of this guy. He was absolutely on fire in their second 11 clash with South Australia a few days ago. He made 96 in the first innings, followed by 70 in the second innings when no one else passed 50. So, yeah, a very good player. And I think he didn't start last season very well at all, but I think he's going to be a a big part of their top order going forward. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he's... He's right in in their plans. They they want him to be a star for them. Really, um, I wouldn't be surprised if down the line they they look at giving him a leadership position. Yep. Because um, I think he probably fits what they're looking for. I remember his. I think he debuted against Victoria at the Junction. If I'm correct. Oh, I can't remember. I think he did, and he made a hundred. I think, or close to it, so, something like that. Maybe I'm making that up, but, but yeah, no, he's a he's a great player. He kind of summed them up last year, I thought, because like he had all this potential, and he just didn't just didn't really click like he would have liked. Um, but new season could be yeah, new Jack Clayton, exactly right. Um, now for me, uh, I'm I'm saying we better be watching Mark Steckity. All the talks always about Nisa, in my opinion. But the reason I'm saying Mark Steckity is because I think he could maybe. No, this is a it's a big maybe, but maybe, maybe get a baggy green. That's a big I think I think it there's potentially an opportunity with the the quality of opposition that we're playing. Uh, we're playing the West Indies in Pakistan, I think, I and think also is the yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to be respectful, but they're crap, aren't they? And so I think that there might be an opportunity to to give a few bowlers a rest, like Stark, Hazelwood. They're, they're going to be busy during the World Cup, so maybe during the during the cricketing season here, maybe we can bowl some of the uh, some of the talented domestic players. And I think Mark Steckity, he's shown over the last couple of years, really, he's a gun, um, and he deserves he deserves a chance. So I think we should be keeping an eye on him because I think. He could be getting a bag of green very soon. Well, that's, is that your big prediction? It wasn't going to be, but <laughs> it is. There's a lot of competition for those spots if they do open up. Like, obviously, Cummins is probably going to try and play most of the games because he's captain. Stark mm-hmm. and Hazelwood, will, we'll see how they go. But obviously, got guys like Lance Morris, uh, even Spencer Johnson. Michael Neese is obviously up there, Scotty Bowen ready to come in. So, like, there's a yeah. lot of competition. But, yeah, you're right. He has been top of the pile uh, for the past couple of seasons. I think he's 
he was leading wicket taker the season prior to last season, and then last season I think he finished third um, to Sutherland and Nisa. So, yeah, he's been really impressive in in the past couple of years. So, I, I don't think it's a it's a bit left field, but it's mm. not a bad shout from you. Uh, the other guy I had Ben McDermott he had a bit of a frustrating season last year for Tassie. Ended up getting dropped at one stage. Um, just didn't seem like he was himself last season. So I think returning home could be a really good thing for him. And I think if he gets going, then Queensland will definitely get a few more results than they did last year. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, he's actually, he's my um, player who I think it's a big year for. And, uh, and at the same time, I also think he's under a bit of pressure. So I think he sort of falls into both those categories because like you said, he's just moved back home and he, he was he was out of form. Let's be honest. He was out of form in Tassie. Uh, and so can he recapture that in his home state? Potentially. But if he doesn't, what happens then, you know? Because uh, he's he he was actually um he had pretty good form, if I recall, in the in the one day setup, I'm pretty sure. Started really, really well. Yeah. Tasmania did as well. They won their first two games and then lost every <laughs> game after that. So um Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bit of a brawl yeah, so, Tassie last year, yeah. Yeah, so whether where that leaves him if he doesn't succeed, I'm not sure. But in the new Queensland environment, I think they've probably got a better sort of culture, if you want to say that. Like, I think they'd have a better culture than Tassie. You know, they've probably had a bit more success over the years, and especially recent success yep. in terms of where they've been on the table. So I think that that could only do him the world of good. So, yeah, expect a few runs from him, I think. Yeah, well, I think there's definitely less expectation on his shoulders or less weight to sort of carry in Queensland compared to what he was doing in, in Tasmania. Like you mentioned he was under pressure. Do you think he's under pressure from either a, a national team perspective, B just his career in general, or like from a Queensland perspective? Um, it's a good, it's a good question. I think just in general, like in, you could say both really, because if he doesn't perform for Queensland, why would you play him? And then if he's not performing well for Queensland, he's not going to play for Australia ever again. No. You wouldn't think that would probably just put they put a line through him and move on to other other um, players. You'd think because I mean he's he's getting on a bit now. Ben McDermott, he's had he's had a few chances. I think. Um, to be fair, I thought. I think I remember him playing well in Pakistan before he ended up just not getting selected for the one-day side. Well, you know? yeah, that's what I mean. Do you think it's sort of mm. made or break for him now because he is sort of getting on a bit? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's It's it's now or never. Like, if he if he craps the bed, he's this year, he's he's done, I think. He's got to perform. Let's see what he can do. I think he can do it. I, still, I don't think he's... I don't think he's in the same boat as Darcy Short. Which is, I think, ironic considering they're both Hobart Hurricanes players, but or former. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just, I think he's got an opportunity here in Queensland, and he's got to take it. He's just got to take it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think my guy, who I had, it's a big year for Mitch Swepson. It's fallen out of favour a little bit. Uh, probably could consider himself a little bit unlucky because what happened over in India has sort of really flipped the dynamic over in Queensland because. Uh, Mitch Swepson was originally in the squad for that India series and then had to leave to go and attend the birth of his first child. Congratulations to Mitch. But what they did is they completely ignored Ashton Agar. Don't worry about him. Bring in Matt Kuhneman, his, uh, <laughs> the second-choice winner at Queensland, and just have him take seven for or whatever, six for on debut. Uh, yeah, just crazy stuff. And now it, it almost seems like Kuhneman's overtaken him, at least in shield cricket. I, I think Swepson will play... 
the majority of the one-day games, I think. Although I think they've sort of chopped and changed in recent years. So, honestly, it's impossible to predict accurately. But I think, yeah, Swipson had a pretty rough time in Pakistan when he did get in, make his debut. But, yeah, it's it's really sort of time to get him back on track this season. Yeah, he was dreadful in Pakistan. Like, he, he just was, unfortunately. He um, just didn't, didn't do him. It was hard. Yeah, it was hard, but he just didn't He just didn't look like it. He couldn't land the ball on the pitch. No. I know the pitch sucked, but you got to land it on the pitch. Um, But, yeah, he's a similar... I think he's he's a bit older as well. He's 29, so, yes, he is yeah. getting a bit. He needs to... Yeah, well, he was supposed to be the prodigious next leg spinner, and now he's 29, so time to... You're right. I yeah, it's kind of similar to to McDermott in a sense. If he doesn't perform now, he's not getting back in. No. So it's now or never. I'm um, I'm interested in. Um, I think Matt Kuhneman he missed his county stint due to a back injury. Well, the later latter half of his county stint due to a back injury. So I'm curious to see whether he will be right to go for the start of the um of the Aussie summer. So if he's not, there's an opportunity for Swepo. See if he can take it. Let's see if he can take it. Uh, this is a guy, I'm gonna just going to throw him in here. Um, I wasn't going to, but I said him last year for this same thing. Jack Wildermuth, just, I don't know what's happened. This guy looked like he was going to get to that next level, and then he just didn't, and he's now fallen out of the Queensland side and can't really seem to get back in. He was opening the bowling for Queensland a couple of years ago. Obviously, Steckity's come along, um, made a good partnership with Nisa. Uh, he was batting at six. He was making runs, and now... He's just a bit nowhere, and I think he's around the similar age bracket to Swepson as well. So, big year and possibly under pressure, like could be out of the squad if he doesn't force his way back in this season. Yeah, I don't see him getting in. <laughs> no. I just, yeah, I don't. Like, their bowling is like ridiculous. We haven't even mentioned Sandu and Bartlett. Yeah. So, good luck, Jack. I think it, it's yeah. almost to his detriment that he is so well rounded as a player because uh, I think I don't think he fits a role in that that side at all like you could probably squeeze him in or just sort of pigeonhole him and like that's the thing you can't really pigeonhole him anywhere because he just does a bit of everything but he doesn't do one thing very well like you can Mm. what he was doing was he was batting at number six and opening the bowling but if you're not playing well then you they can't have you in that spot can you it just doesn't work it's it's an unfortunate thing he's sort of how would I describe him? I feel like he's he's solid. He's solid at everything, but he's yeah. not outstanding. He's not outstanding at anything. So That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like if mm. he's gonna force his way back in, he's gotta be making fifties and hundreds every week in Premier Cricket and taking fifers, but he's just he's not that sort of player, so it's sort of hard mm. to see him getting back in or hard to see how or what he can do to actually get himself back into that side unless a massive injury crisis hits. Yeah. Right, Steve, time for big predictions. What have you got for us? Well, I mean, earlier I did say Mark Steckity's going to get a baggy green. Um, have another one you alluded to. Uh, yes, 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 of course. <laughs> you don't, do you? I thought I'd come up with one by now, but I haven't thought no, of you one. haven't. Okay, well, I'll do one. <laughs> and I think that Josh Brown is going to announce himself to the competition. He's going to make a blistering ton in the one-day cup off 60 balls or less. A, a ton? A ton. Damn. I don't know if he can bat that long. He's just going to chuck a Ben Dunk and just go all guns blazing, mm. blast him to all parts. Might be just a 
game at like Allen Borderfield or North Sydney oh, Oval. Right, yeah. He's going nuts, I think. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. I, I, I love Josh Brown. I think he's, he's just, he's just an exciting cricketer, isn't he? Yeah, he just, just smacks it. <laughs> he just smacks it. Entertaining. Um, I'd love to, if he does do that. If he does blast a hundred of sixty balls, I, I would watch that on repeat because that would be such a, a beautiful, just thing to watch. Who would, who would you liken him to? I think there's a bit of Finch about him. Oh, yeah, maybe. I can't... I, f- I feel like when I saw him bat, there was someone... I don't know. Oh, actually, yeah, this one, this one's a weird one. But Craig Simmons, I think, is... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I like- he'd never... He never had that much success at domestic level, though, did he? No, but, he did. And now he's yeah. a bowler in Premier League. really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he bats at, like, eight and... Bowls left arm orthodox, I think. Mm. Oh, I remember. I remember some of his bowling back in the Big Bash. He did bowl a couple of times. I can't yeah. remember if he did any well, but yeah, takes a lot of wickets now. It's really weird seeing his stats. That's when I go through. <laughs> yeah. You know who else takes a lot of wickets? Who's that? Corinda Sandu. Do you know what else he does a lot of? Hat tricks. Yep. <laughs> and guess what he's gonna do? You just recite gonna... all your predictions now. Yeah, true. That was my one from last year, wasn't it? But I honestly. To be fair, like, why can't he do it? He does it all the time. All right. Well, our next episode is going to be Victoria. If you don't have a new prediction (laughs) that you haven't used from last season, then uh, I'm kicking you off the podcast. Fair enough. Find a new (laughs) co-host. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you go and follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast or both if you're feeling generous. Hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next time. It's going to be over the top for six. Oh!